and welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Chris Trivoli, Staff Actuary, Communications and Public Affairs at the CIA. Today we'll be discussing the CIA's newly released public statement on climate change. Joining me are two members of the CIA's Climate Change and Sustainability Committee, Zahir Banji, CFO for U.S. Insurance and Manulife, and Catherine Jacques Brissett, Business Intelligence Senior Analyst within the Corporate Responsibility and Environment Team at Bell Canada. Sahir and Catherine are both involved in the creation of this statement. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Bonjour. Merci beaucoup. What is the motivation behind creating a public statement on climate change? So first of all, I would start off by saying that climate change is probably the greatest environmental challenge of our times. Over the last few years, I think not a day goes by without hearing about it in the media. And when we hear about climate change or sometimes what is also called global warming, it's not only about rising temperatures. It's also about a lot of impacts, including uh, increases in the frequency and severity of extreme events, higher probabilities of people being injured, ill, or even die, and changes in the risk landscape for cash flows emanating from assets. So the changing climate involves a broad range of consequences that have an impact on all like, traditional actuarial practice areas. That includes property and casualty insurance, pension, life and health insurance, and investment. So it's clear that actuaries have an interest in understanding these potential impacts because they may have an impact on the assumptions that they use in their day-to-day work. On the other hand, climate change can also be considered as a potential emerging practice area. I think my non-traditional role at Bell is a good example. So our risk management expertise can be expanded to quantify and disclose the financial impacts of climate-related risks. When we look at what is being done uh, worldwide to fight climate change, I think the most noteworthy initiative is probably the Paris Agreement. The Paris Agreement is an international accord to limit global warming under 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. However, even though it came into effect three years ago, the current commitments that are taken by countries, including Canada, are significantly insufficient to achieve the 2 degree target. So given the importance of this climate change issue, we felt that it was timely for actuaries to join other professionals who are speaking about climate change to present our complementary point of view on the potential contribution that we as actuaries can bring in terms of climate-related risk management. And we also meant to call on key stakeholders to take action that would help managing the financial impacts of these climate risks and hopefully help meeting the Paris Agreement to degree targets. So at a very high level, can you tell us what does the statement propose? First and foremost, and this is frankly right on the, the title page, is uh, it's a time to act. I think it really recognizes the urgency of the situation and what's consistent with the, the latest science. And then to take it down one level, I would say that the statement recognizes that in order to solve this issue, it requires action from all groups within society, governments of all levels, regulators, uh, businesses, investors, uh, general public, elements of civil society, so things like professional associations, educational institutions. So it really requires that kind of broad-based engagement. Okay, so let's maybe get into a bit more detail on all the proposals and specifically how they will help with climate change. The paper identifies three concrete proposals. Firstly, directed at businesses, and there's certainly a call that businesses align their strategies with a a less than two degree pathway, and more broadly take into account environmental, social, and governance factors in their plans. And, And that really just recognizes that in this day and age, the paradigm is changing, and the expectations of business is that it does have societal obligations, one of which is to respect the environment and and obviously 
part of that is addressing climate change. Uh, the second one covers both businesses as well as governments and somewhat related is we're calling on businesses to disclose their climate related risks and opportunities and to really follow the task force on climate related financial disclosure framework in doing so. And then supporting that, obviously, an expectation of governments and regulators to really mandate that disclosure. And the key thing there is businesses really need to quantify that risk so that investors can really make informed decisions. And the logic is that this will then direct capital flows into those businesses that are aligned with a two-degree pathway, and that will really accelerate the transition to a low-carbon economy. And of course, if you think about kind of the key investors in this space, uh, institutional investors such as insurance companies and pension plans, which have these long-dated obligations, actuaries are certainly at the forefront in these institutions. So that's really a second concrete recommendation. And then I think the, the third recommendation is that we need a, a national approach to climate-related uh, loss data collection so that we can really identify losses across governments, you know, insurance companies, and then you know what's coming out of pocket. And really all that, it's going to inform where the risks are today. And in fact, I would say we're living with climate change today. And so this really speaks to adaptation and how do we deploy our resources today in order to kind of get the best uh, bang for our buck in terms of adapting to climate change. Can you tell us about the work that went into developing this statement? Sure. That initiative all started when the board of the CIE has mandated the Climate Change and Sustainability Committee to prepare a public statement on climate change risks. So that led to the creation of a task force composed of members of the committee, which Zahir and I are part of. And the task force collaborated to analyze a vast body of research and to come up with a proposed statement that we felt that would bring value to the public dialogue on climate change. Throughout that whole exercise, uh, we followed due process of the Institute, including uh, member consultation at different stages of the process, many discussions and draft iterations within the task force, and also meetings with key stakeholders. During the consultation process with the members, we've received a lot of feedback. The vast majority of members were supportive of both the Institute speaking up on the climate change issue, but also the general theme of our conclusions. We also received a very good ideas for improving the statement, most of which were included in the final draft that you're seeing today. I would say that the most significant improvement is probably the addition of a summary of research section that provides an overview of all of the research that underlies the statement, both from inside and outside the actuarial community. Now we're more than two years after this whole process started, and we're more than happy to release the final version of the statement to the world. Let's talk a bit more about that research. What were the main sources you turned to during the development of this proposal? There's a variety of sources out there, so it's hard to start outlining specific ones. But in terms of categories, certainly we are guided by the, uh, the science, the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Reports, both the most recent assessment report as well as the special report from last October. In addition to that, we reviewed a lot of actuarial sources. The CIA authored a research paper in 2015, so that was at the core of our uh, research, but as well a lot of other actuarial associations associations have done a lot of work on this topic of climate change and uh, climate-related risks. The Institute and Faculty of Actuaries, the International Actuarial Association, as well as the Society of Actuaries. We certainly reviewed those actuarial sources. 
Another category I would say is the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosure Framework, which of course is a core part of our recommendation. So naturally, we spent a lot of time reviewing that. Uh, there's a fair amount of accompanying sources as well around best practices for adoption of those recommendations. We looked at some of the early adopters who in their sustainability reports or in separate disclosures have disclosed their risks uh, and opportunities. So we, we looked at that. So those, I think, were a good sampling of the sources uh, we used to develop the statement. So why is it important for actuaries to speak out about climate change? I'll start off by saying that actuaries are not climate change experts, and we don't claim to be either. What we are experts at, though, is risk management, and that involves modeling financial costs related to uncertain events. So that expertise can then be applied to quantify and help manage the financial impacts of climate change. I think a good example of that is the Actuaries Climate Index, which is an indicator that was based on a purely statistical method that demonstrated an upward trend in the frequency of climate extremes that were observed over the last few decades. That being said, we do recognize that climate change is a global systemic challenge that will have widespread impacts across all sectors of the economy. Therefore, we believe that tackling this challenge will require a multidisciplinary approach, and we certainly encourage collaboration with professionals across all sectors of the economy as well. I think we all need to work together to address the climate change risk that we face, and we feel that actuaries can bring an added value thanks to our risk management expertise. So what were some of the challenges you faced when you were developing the statement? First thing I would say, uh, really just trying to strike the right tone. If you think about the actuaries working in the whatever field they happen to be working in, and as they engage with their principles, they strive to provide appropriate advice, but in a very dispassionate way. But, you know, at the same time, this particular issue, there's such an urgency around it. So really striking that kind of balance between dispassionately providing the, the message, but at the same time recognizing the urgency. So that would be one. Two, I think, is also just finding the right level of details, uh, particularly if you think about some of the concrete recommendations that we made. I mean, there's just so much that governments and businesses and individuals can do. So how do you choose amongst all that? So we certainly debated about how general to keep it or how specific do we want to get in terms of our recommendations. We think here that in terms of the recommendations that we made, the concrete ones that we made, that we did strike the right balance. But that was one of the challenges, I think, in terms of developing the statement. How can a public statement like this possibly reflect the views of all the members of the Institute? Well, I'd say that for any type of statement, whether it be on climate or any other topic, it is simply impossible to achieve a full consensus for members. If that were the goal, then we would not be able to speak on any public issues because any topic will bring varying opinions within our membership. That being said, the Institute has a robust process in place that includes uh, member consultation at several stages of the process, as was mentioned earlier. So that allows members to provide feedback from their own point of view. The task force then reviewed and considered all of the comments that we received in order to ensure that we would incorporate as many inputs as possible into the final version. Then the statement was also received by external experts in order to help refine the message. And before it was released, uh, the statement also had to be reviewed and approved by the Institute's Public Affair Council and also the Board of Directors. So that whole process is meant to ensure that the final version of the statement that we released today achieves a reasonable degree of consensus and support of it. So in your opinion, how will the recommendations in the public statement help address the issue of climate change? 
I think it's very, very powerful that the Canadian actuarial profession is speaking out on this issue. I think it's important that Canadian actuaries raise this issue with their principles, be it in the context of if you're working for a big organization, then I think obviously it's the role of the actuarial function. If you're working in the context of an individual, then obviously you're engaging with your principle. But as we raise this issue, I think now it's the, the voice of the Canadian actuarial profession is behind these individual actuaries as they raise it. So from my perspective, it's, uh, it's very, very powerful for the profession to have come out and put out a statement on it. So just to wrap up, what are the next steps from here? First of all, we're start off by uh, rolling out a communication plan for the public statement. The goal is to, on the one hand, raise awareness on the role of actuaries in managing the financial impacts of climate-related risks. And on the other hand, we want to engage in a collaborative dialogue with key stakeholders like governments, investors, and business leaders, for example, in order to analyze our call to action. And also offer support and advice to the, these key stakeholders who are moving forward uh, on our call to action. Aside from the public statement, the CIA is also working to develop guidance for actuaries on climate-related risks, also updating the CIA syllabus in order to include some contents on uh, climate-related risks, and also we're encouraging more research to be done on those topics uh, within the Institute. And finally, we'll obviously keep on sharing knowledge on climate risks at various events in order to fulfill the purpose of our committee, which is to raise awareness on climate-related risks and also support the actual profession in playing a meaningful role in addressing climate change. Catherine Zahir, thanks once again for taking the time to speak with us today. Please check out the Climate Change Statement available on the CIA website. I'm Chris Fivoli, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk. <laughs>